the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls, talking about the Bible, and praying for your prayer requests. This is a live program, so you can call in tonight. We're here in studio in Glendale and at the KKLA station, and we're ready to take your calls. So let's open the program with prayer. Would you pray for this next hour? Would you pray for me? Would you pray that the Holy Spirit would just take over and just have his way? So, Father, we thank you, Lord. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, take over. Lead us, guide us. Lord, right into your presence, Father, that we would experience you tonight, Lord. That we would feel the presence of an awesome and powerful and mighty and loving God who is able to do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would be glorified in this next hour. Lord, that the callers tonight would be blessed. That everyone listening tonight would be blessed, Lord in knowing you tonight, in just coming a little bit closer to you tonight in prayer and in your word. Holy Spirit, take over. Bless this time, Lord. Let your will be done, and let your glory be seen and known and felt and experienced in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We'll be here for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls, praying for your prayer requests, just seeking the Lord in all that he desires to do tonight. So if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, if you want to stand in the gap tonight and just bring your request before the Lord for yourself, for your family, for a friend, for a loved one, I, 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 I encourage you, call in tonight. The number is one 995 5552 That's one 995 Five 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 two. Look what the Bible says here in James, the fifth chapter. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and in prayer. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So I, 
I encourage you, call in tonight. Call in tonight and let's pray for your prayer request. Let's put your request before the Lord. You know, there are so many people suffering. There are so many people hurting. There are so many people in need. What's your need? Where is your need? Where do you take your needs? Where do you look? The Bible tells us in, in Psalm 121, you know, where do you look to? I look to the hills. I look to the Lord. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Your help, the answer to your need, the answer to your situation, the answer to your circumstance is the Lord. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who came on this earth to suffer and be sacrificed on the cross, to shed his blood, to forgive your sins, and to heal you of all your infirmities. He came that you would be healed spiritually, that your sins would be forgiven, and that you would have uh, uh, an open road to come to the Lord, to come to Him in prayer. So I encourage you, call, call in tonight. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. If you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, call in tonight for your prayer request. You know, you can also call in with a, a Bible question. If you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, the cults, the occult, world religions, theology, doctrine, whatever's your question tonight, whatever's on your mind, whatever you need an answer for, the answer is in the, in, is in the Word of God. The answer is in the Bible. Let's search out the Bible for the answer to your question. Whatever your question is, call in tonight. The number is one 995 5552 that's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two for the live under your calls. Whether you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, or if you have a Bible question, a testimony, a praise report, we want to take your calls. We want to get to all the calls. We want to get to our, our if we, time uh, uh, allows. We want to get to our study tonight. You know, and, and talking about that, uh, we want to encourage you uh, that we get together every Friday night for a prayer meeting. Uh, in in Arcadia, so if you have a desire to to come before the Lord, if you have a desire for worship, if you have a desire for prayer, just to be in the Lord's presence, you know we get together every Friday night in Arcadia uh, at 8 p.m. and we get together for prayer, for worship, for the Word of God. So come out to Arcadia. You know if you're looking for for a place to worship on on, on an evening on Friday nights, come out to Arcadia. The address is 805 North First Avenue. That's 805. North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, you know, we've been doing a 16-week course. We're, we're, we're in the, uh, we'll be in the sixth chapter of Mark next week. But we're doing a course, we're doing a study on, on, on the Gospel of Mark. So I encourage you, you know, come out and, and let's get into the Word of God together. Let's get, into, let's get into the Lord's presence together. Let's worship, let's pray, let's seek the Lord and get into His Word. You know, there's nothing more uh, uh, exciting in God's Word, when He when He reveals His Word to us, and when He opens the Bible to us, it's exciting. You know, we had last night we were we were uh, in church, and it was it was exciting. I, I got excited you know, teaching the, the the class, and it was a, a really really exciting time. It was a good time. So I encourage you come out on Friday nights and worship with us. Come out and let's study the Word of God together. It's eight oh five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. Uh, you take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia Pasadena area get off at Santa Anita Avenue and go north uh, one block to Foothill Boulevard make a right go one more block to to First Avenue make another right and you'll see us right at the corner of Forest and First Avenue it's 805 
North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. So I encourage you to come out and worship with us. Also, there's a church service at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. So if you're looking for a church to visit or a church to make your home, come out to the Hills Church uh, at 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Pastor Walter Hofflin is the pastor there, and that's where we get together every Sunday morning. So come out. Uh, also, I want to remind you that uh, we are on podcast, so if, you, if you've missed any of the programs, uh, you can catch up on the podcast page. You can go to kkla.com. And look for the podcast uh, page and go, go to a podcast page and just scroll down. You'll see us, the Gypsy Christian Hour. We've got over 50 programs archived there now. So you can catch up and you can share this program with somebody. You know, people don't stay up late. A lot of people don't stay up late and they can't catch the program. But you can catch up with uh, the podcast page at kkla.com. Uh, you can also download the KKLA app and listen to all the programs live. Uh, you can uh, access all of KKLA's uh, programs uh, if you download the app. So go to your uh, Google Play or iTunes Store, and it's a free app. Just look for KKLA. You can download the free app and listen to uh, all, of, all the things that are going on here at KKLA, all the great programs, and you can access the podcast page and everything else that's going on. So get that app on your smartphone or on your iPad. Uh, it's kkla.com, uh, and it's a free app. Uh, we're going to go to our first caller pretty soon. But, um, again, if you have a prayer, if you have something you want to bring before the Lord in prayer, I encourage you to call in tonight. If you have a Bible question, call in tonight. If you have a testimony or a praise report, you know, how's the Lord blessed you this week, this month? Call in tonight and let us know. Encourage us. We want to hear your praise report. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two for the live on the air calls. We're going to go to our first caller, and then we'll do so. We have some prayer requests and uh, some more announcements. But let's go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. I have a question. Okay. When a person receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, when they are saved, do they automatically receive the Holy Spirit, or, or do you ask? When you receive, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you receive the Holy. How, how does that work? I don't understand. Well, the Bible tells us in 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 Romans uh, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. So as but, soon as you receive Christ, as you yeah. as soon as you confess Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved. Because it, the Bible says... You receive the Holy Spirit. And, and you receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus says you know, that, that, that when we receive him, he comes and makes his home in our hearts. He gives us oh, the Holy Spirit. He, we receive the Holy Spirit. He comes and lives within us. So you have that assurance that... That, that, that when you receive Christ, when you receive salvation, when you are born again, you know, Jesus said you must be born of the water and be born of spirit, that the Holy Spirit comes and, and lives in our heart, and we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We have the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit living within us to accomplish all of his will in our life. Okay. What does born of the water mean? 
to be born of the water, you know, a, a lot of people uh, have misinterpreted the scripture thinking that you, baptism, it's not born of, it, it, you're not born of the water when you're baptized. That's, that's not what it, the scripture means. To be born of the water and of spirit, first of all, Jesus said that no one comes to the Father lest he be drawn by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit draws us to God. The Holy Spirit uh, convicts us of our sins and makes us aware of our sin and we repent, and that's being born of the Spirit. To be born of the water is to be born of the water of the Word of God. Jesus said in, in, in I believe it's John the 15th chapter, that you, are, you have been washed by the water of the Word. We hear the Word of God. We receive the Word of God. And the, the, the word, we are born again through the Word of God, through the, the, the revelation of His Word in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. You know, uh, you know when, when, when Jesus gave the parable, of the sower. The sower went out and he sowed the seed and the seed is the word of God and the seed when it was received in the good soil penetrated the soil and it, and it, and it, and it grew and it gave birth to, to a crop and some 30, some 60, some 100. So we are born of the spirit when the Holy Spirit ministers to us and draws us to repentance and we're born of the, of the water when the word of God penetrates our heart. And we receive the word of God. We receive the revelation of who Jesus is and who we are and how we are sinners in need of a, of a, of a Savior. We are sinners need, in need of salvation. So does that answer your question, oh. Eric? Yeah. When I was five years old, I believed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was baptized in water. Right. But my family was baptized in water. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I'm saved? Because I believe in Jesus' death and resurrection. Well, just being baptized in water doesn't save you, okay? Because, you know, baptism is, you don't get baptized to be saved. You get baptized because you are saved. It's the first act of obedience that a newborn Christian exhibits as they obey Christ. So just, obey being, Christ. So just being baptized doesn't save you. You have to be born again. Being born again is what saves you. Belief and confession of Jesus Christ you know, if you believe, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So it's being born again. You know, when you read John, the third chapter, you know, when, John, when uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, they're talking about salvation, and he says, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He doesn't say, unless a man be baptized. He says, unless a, man, unless a man be born again. So born again, being born again is what saves you. Amen? Okay. Amen. Okay. God bless you, Eric. Thank Thanks you. for calling. God bless you. Good God night. bless you. Good night. And if you have a prayer request, if you have a, a question like Eric, you can call in tonight. This is a live program. We're here in studio ready to take your calls. It's one 888 That's one 888 Nine nine five 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 two. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Marcus. Hey, Marcus, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy, uh, yes, a couple of uh, prayer requests. Sure. Uh, first, a uh, friend of mine, uh, Sam, his father has uh, was diagnosed with colon cancer, so I'd like pray for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for myself and my household for uh, demo- against demonic attacks mm-hmm. uh, and uh, fighting. In the household, so um, if you could do that, um, sure. A lot of strange things have been happening. Well, let's, here. let's let's pray for Sam first. Father, we come before you. 
Lord Marcus and I, we stand in the gap. And all the listeners tonight, Father, as we pray together, we stand in the gap for Sam, Lord, for because of this colon cancer. Lord, we ask, Father, that you would heal him totally and completely. Father, that you would just touch his, his body. Lord, that, 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 that he would realize, that he would experience the touch of a holy and awesome and mighty God. Lord, you are able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. But we ask tonight for Sam. We ask, Lord, for his healing. Lord, that you would just use your power, Lord, to, to curse this cancer and to be rid, that he would be rid of this cancer through the power of God. Lord, that you would do a mighty work, Lord. Lord, that you would glorify your name through Sam's healing, Lord, and that he would be whole and completely free of cancer, Lord. We just stand in this gap, Lord. We stand in the gap for Sam and we bring him before you. Lord, we lift him up in prayer, and we ask your perfect healing upon him. And Lord, we pray for Marcus and his family, Lord. We, get, we, 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 we pray against any demonic attacks, Lord, any fighting or bickering or, 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 or whatever's going on, Lord, within his family, within his household, Lord. We just pray the peace of God upon Marcus and his family, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would reign and rule in their lives, Lord, and that you would lead them and guide them, Lord, into the perfect peace of Jesus Christ. Lord, that we would all live in peace together, Lord. Lord, you said so much as it is is within your power to live in peace with all men, and we desire to live in peace, Lord. Lord, you brought the perfect peace into our life between us and you you when you extended your forgiveness and grace and mercy through jesus christ you brought peace between man and god and we thank you and we praise you lord for that peace that we have with you lord that our sins are forgiven but lord i pray father that all that that that, that all your children would live in peace together lord and especially marcus and his family that there would be peace in his household lord and protection upon him from demonic attacks lord lord you said that we suffer that we struggle not with flesh and blood but with powers and principalities lord so we just lift up this prayer to you lord and ask your perfect peace upon him your protection upon him and his family in jesus name amen amen thank you very much sammy god bless you marcus you and your work thank you god bless you thank you and we're going to go to our next caller and we will talk to elizabeth hi elizabeth hello hi how can we help you tonight well, I wanted prayer for myself because uh, I have my two grandsons, 16 and 14, and I want uh, that the Lord would open their hearts. They're not, they're unchurched, but that the Lord would open their hearts mm-hmm. for me to have an opportunity to talk to them about the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we come before you, and we ask your blessing upon Elizabeth, Lord. Lord, that she would be empowered by your Holy Spirit to speak forth your word in comfort, in strength. Lord, in truth, Lord, that she would share your word, Lord, with these two young men, with her grandsons, Lord. Lord, they're so young, 16 and 14, Lord, but they're ready, Lord. They're ready to, they're they're like the, 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 the crop in the field, Lord, that's ready to be harvested, Lord. And I pray that you would harvest their souls, Lord, that they would come to know you, Lord. Lord, that they would receive the grace and the mercy of the convicting Holy Spirit to know that we are all sinners in need of a Savior. Father, I just pray for these two young men, Lord, that they would come to the cross. Lord, that they would experience the born-again experience, Lord, to know you. Lord, you said in John the 17th chapter, that this is eternal life, to know the one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have said. I pray, Lord, that you would use Elizabeth 
to reveal yourself to these two young men and that they would come to know you in an intimate way, Lord, that they would receive salvation, that their names would be written in the Lamb's book of life and that they would serve you, Lord, all the rest of their life. Lord, even at this young age, that they would give their hearts, their souls, that they would give their life to you, Lord, in perfect obedience to the Holy Spirit. So we pray for Elizabeth and these two young men. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Elizabeth. Thank you. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, if you have a need, a desire that you want to put before the Lord, I encourage you to call in. We're, we're 20 minutes into the program already, and we want to get to all the calls. We want to get to your prayers. We want to get to your questions. We want to hear your praise reports. So call in tonight. The number is one 888 That's one 1- 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. Call in early. Don't don't, don't wait. Don't don't wait till, till it gets late. Don't wait. Call in early. Let's get to your phone calls. Let's get to your prayer requests. Let's get to your questions. Let's be seeking the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul. You know, the, the Jeremiah uh, 29 tells us that when we seek the Lord with all our heart, that we will find him. He says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. It's a promise. God is not far. God is near. He's as near as you lifting up your prayer, lifting up your voice, asking and seeking. So let's ask, let's seek. But the the, the first step of faith is to pick up that phone. That phone can can sometimes, sometimes it's the hardest thing to do is pick up the phone and call and ask for help, ask for prayer. But you can do it. Call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995. 995-5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, Sammy. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Doing okay, praise the Lord. Oh, oh well, I need prayer. Like, for still kind of well put, it's very hard. The guy came on good credit. There's no favoritism. I don't know what's going on. You know, I keep praying and I keep praying, and, like, my prayer won't be answered. Could you tell me what's going on there? Well, Jeremiah, you know, you're not alone. There's a lot of people out there looking for houses, trying to get an apartment. Yeah, but I need a house. I know, I know, I know. You've been looking for a long time, and I know, but the Lord's got something in store for you, and the Lord's got a blessing uh, ahead of you. It's just being patient and being, you know, waiting on the Lord and and looking for His perfect will. Let me tell you, in my situation, I've been looking for almost seven months, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but, you know, we just have to be... Uh, uh, faithful and patient, and just seek the Lord, yeah, no matter what. Very you know, hard some, like, I've been begging God, and I don't know what's so hard. Uh, you know, it's just you know the Lord is the Lord is, you know, something I said last night in the in the. In yeah, the, in I the, know what you mean. He does things on his time. On his time, you know, God might not always be on time, but He's never late. You know, He's not on our no, time. No. He He does according to All His right, will. Another prayer request, Malima Lovade, Debbie. Uh-huh. out of Yeah, she died a couple of days ago, and we need to pray for her. I already prayed for God to have mercy on her soul. Well, let's pray, pray for, for her the family. family and for them to get money together, the, the barrier for everything to go good, the funds and all that. Amen. Let's pray. Because we know that you're a God who does according to your own timing, according to your own will. I just pray for Jeremiah, Lord, that you would give him an abundance of patience, Lord, trust and faith, Lord, that you'll do according to your will, and you will do beyond what he asks, Lord. 
beyond his desires, Lord. You've got your perfect will set before him, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would lead him, that you would guide him, and that you would lead him to that place, Lord, where you've chosen, where you've picked out, Lord, for him to live. I pray that you would provide the funds, Lord, that you would provide the favor that he needs. But that he has what he needs, Lord, according to your power and your will. So I just pray, Lord, that you would provide the place. And we pray for this family, Lord. I pray for your peace upon the family. I pray, Lord, that you would provide what's needed, and I just pray, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would provide for them, Lord, and that your peace would be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, Son, and the Holy amen. Spirit, amen. God bless you, Sam. God how bless you, you Jeremiah. Doing? We're doing okay, Jeremiah, doing how, okay. How, how's Safka? Safka's doing good. He was with us last night at the, at the, the prayer meeting and the Bible study. How are you doing? Because you said pray for you like last well week keep me in prayer surgery. because uh i'm scheduled for uh for surgery this month so keep me in okay. prayer all right okay well okay god, sammy god, god bless you me. jeremiah bye let's go to our next caller we're going to talk to i think it's gasper or jasper out in san Bernardino. hi is it yes, gasper or, or jasper it's gasper gasper how you doing gasper how you how can we help you tonight oh i need prayer I'm sure you do. How can, how can we pray for you? Oh, uh, well, um, well, I've been married six years, and uh, and um, I've been going through a struggle. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like, I don't know, my wife says that the, the, the devil is a prince of the air, which I know that, and it will utilize uh, people to, uh, like, um, hear things you know what i mean so i hear things i call it gibberish uh-huh and i know that i know the spirit of god dwells inside us and all among us and the, the word of mouth travels faster than the internet so i don't know it's just kind of like uh i get tormented you know what i mean and in, mm-hmm. in my head and what have you and then um just i don't like it and, and I, I have to continue to ask rebuke it and, and ask god to and plead the blood of jesus over myself you know what i mean and i'm also struggling with finances and I have a couple of family members that are in the disease of addiction well let's pray father I just pray for Gasper Lord whatever attacks yes, are coming towards him Lord however he's being persecuted Lord I pray your protection upon him Lord greater is he who lives in me than he who is in the world we struggle not with with, with flesh and blood, but with powers and principalities, Lord. There are things in this world, Lord. There are activities in this world that come against us, Lord. Temptation, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would that you would bless Gasper, Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to just to just endure and and escape, Lord, to flee, Lord, from any type of temptation, to flee, Lord, from any type of of, of, of attack, Lord. That He would put on the full armor of God and be protected, Lord, through the power of Your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would protect his mind, protect his heart, protect his soul, Lord. Lord, that you would put an, uh, your army of angels around him, Lord, and that you would fill him, Lord, with your spirit, with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that he would be able to stand up, Lord, in any circumstance, in any situation, and proclaim your word, proclaim, Lord, your power. Lord, Jesus defeated the enemy in every way, Lord, even in the wilderness when he was tempted for 40 days. He, he yes, was... He, 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 he defeated the enemy with your word. So I just pray, Lord, that you would fill Gasper's mind with your word, with your promises, Lord, 
with, with the Word of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit, to do battle, Lord, to stand firm in His faith, Lord, and to, to obey You and to seek You in every way, Father. And I just pray, Lord, Your blessing upon Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, Gasper. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to our next caller and talk to Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes. Uh, Brother Sammy? Yes, Frank. How can we help you? Well, yes. I'm asking prayer for my nephew. Uh-huh. He has the worst of the liver. And uh, he's in stage four right now, so he's pretty bad off right now. You said he has cancer of the liver? No, he has cirrhosis of the liver. So, he had type B and type C hepatitis for a long time, uh-huh. and I just found out recently that he just, you know, he has cirrhosis of the liver, and he's at stage four, so well, he's Lord, pretty bad. Well, right let's now. let's pray for him right now, Lord. We come before you again. We stand in the gap, Lord, for this man, Lord, who has this liver problem, stage four, Father. The 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 the, the reports of the doctors are, are are doom and gloom, Lord, but we know, Lord, that we can trust in you, Father. So we just pray, Lord, that you would heal this liver, Lord, that you would cause your Holy Spirit to come upon him, Lord, and touch him with the power of God to heal his liver. Lord, there is nothing beyond your power. There is nothing beyond what you can do, Lord, and you can do abundantly and exceedingly, Lord, beyond what we ask, Lord. We pray for a blessing upon him, Lord, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would feel the power of God right now, even as we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come upon him, that the power of God would come upon him, that the healing power of God, Lord, would be upon this man, Lord, and that there would be freedom, Lord, from sickness, freedom from liver disease, Lord, that, that, that you would just turn this whole thing around, Lord, that you would confound the doctors, Lord, and that they would be able to, to say, this man has been healed. We don't know how, but he's been healed. But we know how, Lord. We know where our help comes from. We look to the Lord. Our, our help comes from the Lord. So we just pray, Lord. We stand in this gap, Lord, to pray for Frank's nephew who has liver disease. So, Father, we just thank you. We praise you. And we look forward, Lord, to your healing right now upon this man. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Frank. Thanks for God bless. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. We're going to go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Vincent. Hi, Vincent. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello, Brother Sandy. How are you, sir? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, really good. Uh, well, uh, I, I could be a lot... I, I, I'm not doing good. Uh, um, what's happening is uh, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to say I put up a front, but, you know, I I, I kind of do when it comes to, you know, my beliefs. You know, I defend the Lord, you know, in, in the work area uh-huh. and among my secular friends, so they know that I'm a Christian, you know, they, they know that, you know, I'm a believer, and I am a believer, mm-hmm. but I'm finding it, like, on my own time, I'm not reading the Word, and I'm almost resisting reading the Bible, it's like, I, I get bummed out for some reason, you know, and not that, that the, the, the Word bums me out, it's just that I, I, I don't know what it is, I think I'm being oppressed, you know, by, by you know, by the enemy that not to read it. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's just like, you know, every time, you know, I put it off, I, 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 you know, say I'll do it, you know, in a little bit and I never get to it. And then I find myself very weak. Mm-hmm. And then like when I come to praying for, for my friends, cause they come to ask me to pray for, with them and stuff, 
I don't feel like I'm being disingenuous. I'm, I feel like I'm being un- ungrateful. Mm. You know? and, and well, you know what? You know what the biggest excuse is about not reading the Bible, Vincent? What is it? I don't have time. You know, I just don't have time. I'm so busy in the morning. I'm getting ready for work. Uh, I need to start my day, or I'm so tired in the evening, or I'm just so busy. I don't have time. But you know, you'll never have time to read the Bible. We all need to make time to read the Bible. We need to make a decision and commit ourselves to reading the Word of God. You know, look at what it says in 2 Timothy 3.16. says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and I like this, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. You know, you're right. The enemy doesn't want you to read the Bible. The world doesn't want you to read the Bible. Your flesh doesn't want you to read the Bible. You know, uh, uh, you know. There's an old saying that uh, the the world will either keep you out of the Bible, or the Bible will keep you out of the world. So there's a constant wow. there's a constant uh, 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 war here between our flesh, the world, the enemy, and the Bible. God wants to get his word into our hearts, into our minds, so we will be adequately equipped for every good work. And there's always going to be a conflict there between our flesh, uh, what we want to do, and what we know we need to do. We need to read the word. We need to study the word. We need to get into God's word and just let it uh, uh, build us up in, 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 his, in, in his truth, in his righteousness, so that we'll be able to stand in that day when, when, when you're with your friends or when you're with non-believers. You'll be able to stand and you'll be able to share the truth of the Word of God and you'll be able to make an impact for the kingdom of God and the enemy doesn't want that. So it's important not to, to have time, but to make time. Take you know five minutes in the morning. Take five minutes in the evening and just read a chapter. But get into, the, get into that habit. Make it a habit, and that habit uh, will will turn into you know a characteristic, and that characteristic will turn into a virtue. You know, and you'll you 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 got to just get into it. Just start. The hardest thing is to start, but get started. Start you know in in in, in the Gospel of John, and just start reading the Gospel of John, and just continue as the Lord leads you. But get into the Word of God because his his word is inspired and that word inspired in the greek means god breathed this is god's word right out of his mouth he inspired Amen. it he inspired this word to be written for our benefit so that we would be adequately equipped to do every good work and that's what's going to help you when you're with your friends with your when you're with non-believers and they'll be able to see that this is a man who studied god's word this is a man who knows the word and is able to share the word and i would just encourage you to get into the Word of God, just make that, just just get started, and just do it. Amen. Amen, sir. Yes, sir. Can, can, can you you pray for me? On yes, this? yes, Lord. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for the Word that you inspired so many men to write, Lord. That you gave us in your Word, the Bible, Lord. You gave us these books, Lord, to read. You gave us these books to consume. You gave us these books, Lord, to encourage us and to build us up in your truth. And I just pray for Vincent, Lord that you would place a desire in his heart, Lord. And I hear it in his, in, his, in his voice, Lord, that he has a desire for your word. But, Lord, I pray that you would give him the, the commitment to your word, to read your word, 
Lord, to just get into your word and study your word, and that you would, as, as, as he studies your word, that you would reveal yourself to him through the word, Lord, and that he would get excited, Lord, that he would become, on, that, he would, that he would just burn with a, a holy fire, Lord, uh, to consume your word, to just seek you out in your word, Father. Lord, just open the Bible to him, Lord, and, and just bless him abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you, Vincent. Right on. Good Good night. Okay, let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Steve. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. What's your question tonight? Hi. Hi. Uh, I have a question about the state lotteries. Mm -hmm. And my question is, is it um, a sin or is it wrong? to play the lottery because I've been reading in the Bible stuff about gambling. I haven't found too much about gambling. I know in the Old Testament they casted lots to decide certain things. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm kind of confused about that. I know it's legal as far as the government is concerned. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of things that are legal that are not, you know, in accordance to God's word, you know. Uh, But here's the thing. You know, uh, there's no specific scripture that talks about uh, it's a sin to gamble. But the principle of gambling is a sin. Because where do, we, who, where do we depend on, who do we depend on, what do we depend on for our prosperity? It's God. We depend on the Lord to, to give us what we need. And we can't put our, our hopes and our trust in gambling in any way. You know, and, and, and the, 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 the world uses gambling to entrap, uh, to tempt, to, 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 to get people involved in something that they shouldn't be involved in. You know, gambling can, can, can be an addiction, and it's the love of money or the love of the quick, you know, the, 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 the quick money or the easy money, and, you know, God does not honor that. God honors the work of our hands, and he honors the work of, uh, 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 you know, righteous work, that we put into the service or we the things that we do to provide service or the things we do to, to earn money, you know. So, you know, while I said, you know, there's, no, there's nothing in, in Scripture that I can point to to say that gambling in itself is a sin, but the principle is there, that gambling is a sin. The principle of the Word of God shows us that it's not a good thing to get involved in because it's, it, it, it can entrap us and addict us. And, you know... Uh, Lotter- the, 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 the odds of winning the lottery. I mean, there's the, 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 the odds of it's. There's better odds of getting hit by lightning than there is of winning the lottery. You know, and it's just something <laughs> but if that the intentions of your heart is to do good things with the money and not to be greedy well. With well, it. you know, Steve. You know, I've heard so many horror stories about how winning the lottery has ruined more lives than enhanced lives. You know, I, I, you know, I've I've seen it on television. I've seen documentaries. You know, so many people that have won the lottery have just been so cursed by it uh, and ruined their lives. We all think that you know, if, well, if only I would win the lottery, my life would be great. You know, and those thoughts come. You know, I get those thoughts too. You know, you, you have fantasies about winning the lottery and coming into all this crazy money. But, you know, it's something that the enemy can use. Uh, it's something that's, that's just not going to happen. And it's, it's fruitless to really put your hope in winning the lottery. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in, that, in what God will provide for me and how God will provide for my family and what I can do, you know, to, enha- to, to serve the kingdom of God. You know, and the lottery, 
doesn't serve the kingdom of God. And, you know, we all get tempted to play the lottery, sure, but it's not going to work. It's just not out there. Okay. Okay, Steve? Thank you for, thank you for your input. Okay, God bless. Thank Thanks for calling. Thanks for your question. Let's go back to the phone lines. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one 888 Let's try and take a couple more calls before we go to our study. Let's talk to Art. Hey, Art. This is You're yeah, on the air with I, Sam. I called back about seven or eight weeks ago, and I asked the question. I said, how come there's no humor in the Bible? And you said, well, call back in a couple of weeks and... You know, you were going to investigate it a little bit, but I was reading just here and there in the Bible, and the last sentence of one of the sections there, I didn't write it down because mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd be calling, but it said that he was going to laugh at all the people that didn't accept the word of the Lord. And I'm just thinking he must think we're hilarious, because to me it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I was. That sort of answered my question. Yeah, you know. Well, you know on that one. Well, you know the Bible tells us that Jesus was a man acquainted with sorrows, and he mm-hmm. suffered much in his ministry. And and we all know about the suffering of of, of the passion of, of 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 the cross and all that. But I do believe that there is humor in the Bible. You know, I believe mm-hmm. that 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 Jesus dealing with the Pharisees. You know, he showed them up so many times. You know, and he put them. You know, he, he you know, placed so many times where where they had no answer for him. And I kind of think, you know, Jesus, Jesus, you know, is, is kind of laughing at them because of their foolishness. You know, they tried to entrap right. him so many times. You know, uh, uh, you know, when he when they asked, you know, which is the greatest commandment? You know, and and, and other times. And I think, you know, you know, Jesus was. Uh, while, while we have no, you know, you, you say there's no humor in the Bible, I think you can read there's humor. You know, I can read, I can see the humor there when Jesus is dealing with the mm-hmm. Pharisees and the Sadducees and really putting them in their place. You know, so, you know, uh, but, but you know, the, the Bible is to be taken seriously. We are to read the Word of God. We're to consume the Word of God. You know, David said, you know, how can a young man keep his ways uh, pure? You know, by hiding the word of God. He says, I've hidden the, thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, the Bible is a serious, the Bible is a serious book. It's a book of God's love and salvation and his provision for us, and we need to take it seriously. But I do believe that there's, you know, there are times when you can see humor in the Bible, you know. Yeah, okay, well, one quick question that I sort of confused about. Aren't we Judeo-Christians? If we're in Christ, aren't we part Jewish? Well, we're, we're, you know, we've been, uh, Paul tells us in Romans that we have been grafted in. We have been grafted in to God's promise. We have been grafted in to God's covenant, you know, uh, and, 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 and in that way, there is the Judeo-Christian religion. You know, we believe in the same God uh, of the Old Testament is the same God of the, in the New Testament. So while we're Christians, you know, there's also the Judeo-Christian uh, uh, belief that there is one God. You know, I believe in the in the Shema. There is one God. Behold, O Israel, there is there is one God, and there's no one else. The Lord is one, and there's no one else beside Him. So we were we're we're, we're in the same. So we're in that we're in there, uh, but we're grafted in. You know, we're not born into the covenant, but we're born again into the covenant through the through the grafting yeah, in, as, well, as Paul talks about in Romans. Can I get you one more quick question? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm talking about uh, uh, should 
why God gave the animals to us, like we're dominant over the animals and we can do what we want with them. Okay, but then again, when the ark was built, you know, he put two of everybody on there so that, you know, I guess they continue on if you think that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why would he do that? Because now you, you look at Christ and you say, well, he feels pain even though he was God. So animal rights people feel that when I think it was R.G. Frey, was the one that his notion is, even though he's a totalitarian, okay, believed that they should be put in to the moral human equation, you know, as far as we how we treat him and everything. And then mm -hmm. I think it was Peter Singer that said that, no, that we're dominant over him. He used the same argument yeah. that the Bible says. Well, you know, in Genesis it says that God gave Adam dominion over the animals. Right. And God right, gave us go. animals for so many, so for so many reasons. I mean, there, there's so many uh, uh, useful purposes for animals. You know, you just think of your pets, and then you think of of, 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 of animals that are the uh, beasts of burden that have been used for farming and for for so many things over the over the years. But the the main thing is, you know, I, I believe God created animals without souls. They don't have a soul. You know, so they're they're not in the same category as, as as humans because it's only said about humans that God created us in His image, and God created man in His own image to reflect His communicable attributes. You could say, so we are created in God's image, and that's what puts us higher. That puts us above the animals. You know, uh, yeah, right, but I think I think. Go ahead. Because they can feel pain. Does it work into the equation? Well, well no, they no, pain? no. They they can feel pain. They can feel love. They can they can feel emotions, but they they're not self aware. They're not aware of themselves. A dog doesn't know he's a dog. You know, right. uh, a lion, while he might have instinctive instincts, uh, he doesn't know that he's a lion. They're not self aware like humans are. Who, we are created in God's image. Because. But how do you know a dog doesn't know a dog? You don't speak his language, and he doesn't speak yours. You know that there's no way to prove that a dog doesn't know well, who he is. Well, it's a, you know they're not on the same level of intelligence and self awareness uh, as humans are because we are created in God's image. I mean, if there was a burning building, and you saw a dog, and you saw a baby. You know, who would you save? And you could only save one. Who would you save? You would save the baby because that baby is inherently created in the image of God. The worth of that baby is more than the worth of a dog, even though, you know, he might be someone's pet. You know, the, the, a baby is worth more than a dog because he, that baby is created in God's image. Well, I, don't, I don't argue that point with you, but I'm just saying after you get after that point, and we do have domain over them. Do we have a right to cause them pain on purpose? Well, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't believe you pain. should be. I don't. Be, I don't believe you should be cruel to animals. I don't believe that. You know, I think. Uh, yeah, well, we that's should, the point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I agree with you in that in that art. Okay. Okay, that's it. Well, thanks for answering my question. Thanks for your question. God bless. God bless. Right. Let's take one more caller. I'll talk to Mark. Hi, Mark. You're on the air. You had a comment? Uh, yes, Sammy. Uh, regarding the last caller and uh, if there's any humor in the Bible, well, the one, uh, I'm not sure exactly where it's in, but uh, where Jesus heals, um, I think it was blind Bartimaeus. Uh -huh. and, and then the uh, Pharisees are angry or 
and questioning him about his blindness. Mm-hmm. He, they, and he says, I, whether, whether he's a prophet, I don't know, but do you want to follow him? And that's he said, why, like, are you, why are you asking me all these questions? Do yeah, you want to follow him too? <laughs> do you want to follow him? <laughs> right. And I could just see that. It must have made right. me so mad. And it just struck me as a little, you know, comical. Yeah, it's a, you know, so there is humor in the Bible, and I and I can see it, you know, in, G, in Jesus' discourses with the with the Pharisees, how he how he really puts them in their place in so many so many times that they have no answer, they can't answer them, you know, they just have to sit back and, and just walk quiet. away, right, right. So you're right. Thanks for your comment. Thank you. Appreciate nice. that. God bless. And I want to encourage the uh, the other callers who are listening. Please hold on, and we'll get to, we'll get to your prayer requests. It's we're really running out of time, and I wanted to get to to a little bit of, of our of our of our study tonight on, on on Mark. So Diane and Pamela, please hold on, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll we'll be praying for you. We'll, I'll take your calls right after we sign off the air, and if you want to call in tonight and hold on, we'll we'll get to your prayer request. It's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. But we were in Mark chapter five last night, and uh, we were studying, and we see three stories of healing in this chapter. And in Mark, the fifth chapter begins that they came to the other side of the sea into the country of Gerasenes. I'm uh, probably not pronouncing it right. But, you know, we were looking that he crossed over uh, the, the Sea of Galilee, and we were looking at, uh, at where it is uh, on a map. He said, when he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him, and he had, be dwell- he had been dwelling among the tombs. So there was a man who immediately came to Jesus after Jesus had crossed over the Sea of Galilee into this country of Geranesis, and he came out from the tombs. And I was wondering, you know, why do you think this man was dwelling in the tombs? He was demon-possessed, and he was dwelling among the tombs. You know, why was he dwelling among the tombs? You know, it goes on to say, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. This guy was out of control, and he was literally dwelling uh, uh, among the tombs. He was, you know, and, and, and who dwells among the tombs? Who lives in a graveyard? You know, this guy was out there where nobody lived, where nobody was at, Nobody was around him, and he was he was uh, alive, but he was really was dead, living among the tombs. He was demon possessed, and he was he was someone that that they tried to bind with chains, and they tried to shackle him, and they tried to subdue him. But he was so strong, he would break the chains, and he was out there living among the tombs, living uh, actually in a graveyard. You know, the demons uh, were able to exhibit great strength in this man, uh, and. Nobody wanted to be around him. Nobody wanted to be around him. He didn't want to be around anybody either because they were all constantly trying to subdue him. You know, constantly, day and night, in the fifth verse it says, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gnashing himself with stones. You know, the demons were inflicting pain and torturing this man. This guy was really in bad shape. And seeing Jesus in the sixth verse, from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him. And shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have? Now here's the demon speaking. What business do we have with each other? Jesus, Son of the Most High God. Now look at this. They recognize who Jesus is immediately. They recognize who he is, but they're not worshiping him. They're acknowledging who he is. And he goes on and says, I implore you by God. He's using God's name. I implore you by God. Do not torment me. 
For he had been saying to him, for Jesus had been saying to him, come out, you unclean spirit. Jesus is casting out the demon out of this the, the, this man, and the the, 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 the the demon is actually trying to have a conversation with Jesus. And he was asking him, what is your name? And he said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. And I looked up this, this, this in the Greek. You know, when he asked uh, his name, the demon answered Legion. And Legion is the largest Roman unit consisting of a the largest unit in the Roman army consisting of approximately 6,000 men. You know, 6,000 men were, uh, were in the Legion. And it's possible that there were uh, 6,000 demons in this man. That's a, that's a distinct possibility. And he began to implore. Hold on. I think we got a, somebody on the line here. We can't. Okay, we got, the, we got that taken care of. Uh, he began to implore him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now, this was interesting to me because they didn't want to leave this area. They didn't want to leave this country. What was going on in this country, in this area, Gerenices? What was going on here that these demons didn't want to leave the area? There, was, there could have been 6,000 demons in this one man, and they didn't want to leave the area. So we're going to see a little bit. We've got a few minutes. Says, now, there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby in the mountain. What were the swine doing there? This is supposed to be a Jewish community. What is their pigs, what is their swine doing in this area? The demons implored him, saying, send us into the swine so that, so that we may enter them. And Jesus gave them permission. And coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the, sh the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them, and they were drowned in the sea. The demons begged Jesus not to torture them, not to send them to hell. They thought Jesus was there to, to, to cast them into damnation, to cast them into hell. But they wanted to enter the swine to avoid that. But upon entering the swine, immediately the demons killed the swine by drowning. You know, and I asked the question, why? why? Why do you think this happened? You know, I think the demons didn't want to be destroyed. They wanted to enter the swine, and then they killed the swine by drowning so that they can leave the swine and have their own way again. They can be out and about and get back in the area, get back in that country. Something was going on here. Because it says, the herdsmen ran away and reported in the city and the country, and the people came to the sea. The people came to see what had happened. They came... Since Jesus had observed the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down clothed and in his right mind, and the very man who had the legion, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it described it, how it happened and how the demon-possessed man and all about the swine, and they began to implore, to beg Jesus to leave their region. They didn't want Jesus around. You know, seeing what happened, instead of rejoicing that the man had been uh, 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 cleansed of this demon, they're afraid and told Jesus to leave. There was something going on here. There was some kind of activity going on here. You know, this was a Jewish. This was supposed to be a Jewish community, but yet they're raising swine. They're raising pigs. You know, why did they want Jesus to leave? Maybe they were afraid of the rest of their swine. Maybe there were other uh, uh, herds of pigs that they didn't want Jesus to, to 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 cast more demons into. Maybe there was more demon activity going on that we don't know about. You know, the Bible doesn't say, but something was going on in this area. You know, but. I like what this guy said after he had been uh, 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 rescued from the demons. He says, as, he was getting, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him. But Jesus said, you know, he's saying to Jesus, don't leave me here. 
Don't leave me here. Let me come with you. Don't leave me with these people. Don't leave me with these guys. And Jesus said, he he didn't let him. And he said to him, go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis. Now there were 10 other great cities in in this area in Decapolis what great things Jesus has done for him. And everyone was amazed. He's telling him, go, go and tell everybody what has been done for you. You know, do we do that? Do we tell everybody what Jesus has done for us? You know, uh, this was a demon-possessed man. But you know something? We were all in the clutches of Satan. We were all in the, in, uh, uh, in the chains of bondage of sin. But Jesus came, and as he, as he saved this, 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 this man from demon possession, he saved us from the clutches of Satan. He saved us from the, from the damnation of hell. He, uh, he gave us the opportunity to come to him and to be saved and to be healed and to be able to proclaim the name of Jesus. Do we do that? This one man went into all these ten cities and he proclaimed what Jesus did and they were all amazed. I encourage you, through your salvation, through what God has done for you, go out, go out and tell everybody what Jesus has done for you. You know, when was the last time, like Pastor Steve Wilburn says, when was the last time you told someone that there's a God in heaven who loves them? Go out and just tell somebody, God loves you. And he loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you on the cross that you would be saved. Go out. Let people be amazed at your life. Let people be amazed at what God has done for you. You know, there were two other healings in this chapter, and I wish we had time to get through it. But I hope you'll join us on Friday nights because we're going through this book. We're going through the Gospel of Mark. And we take time to to study it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. So join us on Friday nights at 8 p.m. at 805 North 1st Avenue. And then come back here next Saturday night. We'll be here to pray for your prayer requests. We'll be here to answer your questions. So God bless you and good night. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.